0: Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Marketing for Startups. Today we're going to be talking about go to market strategy. If you're an entrepreneur that is thinking about launching a new product or service, then this is the episode for you. If you also are a busy startup founder who's trying to put the pieces together to start their investment journey, this is also the episode for you. What we're gonna be talking about is crafting a very strong go-to-market strategy that's going to cover all the bases for bringing your product to market and having a solid, actionable plan to start gaining traction and revenue in your business. Now, this also can apply to people that are relaunching a product or service. If you feel like you got your business rolling, but you haven't really gotten the results that you are interested in, I think there will also be a lot of valuable information that we're gonna be going over today for you so sit back get a pen and pencil there's going to be a lot of great things to take notes on and i'm really excited to share this uh, episode with you today so let's go get started with understanding exactly what a go-to-market strategy is and why we need one so a go-to-market strategy is the way in which a company will bring a product or service to the market and it acts as a tactical action plan that outlines the steps which are necessary to succeed in a new market or with a new customer. So this could be in the form of you having your product or service go to reach a new segment, um, a new client segment or moving into a new country. Um, It could also mean that you are mm, launching a new product within a product suite so it's really useful to go through this product uh go through this process in a a number of different applications but one thing i want to make clear a go-to-market strategy is not your sales plan it is not just a collection of marketing tactics uh, that you plan on employing and so from an investor perspective what i've heard from my network is that oftentimes Founders, when they're looking for funding and are asked what their go-to-market strategy is, they, they sometimes end up just speaking of what their sales plan is and, you know, which social media platform they plan to attack. And this is not the case. The go-to-market strategy is actually a nuanced understanding of what your customers want. You know, why you're going after a particular customer segment and exactly how you're going to acquire them. So if you're trying to convince uh, any potential investors of why to invest in your business, this becomes incredibly important, understanding who your customers are, you know why they should care about your product and exactly how you're going to acquire them, of course, is exactly what an investor wants to hear because they want to understand exactly how you're going to make money. But this practice is also incredibly valuable to do, even if you're not going after funding, because having a clear plan of how you're going to uh, target and acquire clients and have them convert into sales is basically the whole point of having a business. So if you haven't done a process like this before, I'm, I really welcome you to follow along with us today. And not only that, I actually have on, uh, on the website, uh, in the blog show notes, a downloadable template where you can have this step-by-step process, um, for you to get started on your own. And I will have that in the show notes to this episode. Uh, you'll be able to click below or above however you're listening to this um the other thing to understand about a go-to-market strategy is the real juice and beauty of this is that it is a it is a one-time plan it's a short-term plan this isn't your long-term marketing strategy having an understanding of your long-term marketing strategy is definitely a component of this process, it's definitely important to understand, but when we're packaging up a go-to-market strategy, we're really talking about a shorter time period that is focused on the moment that your product actually launches and actually goes to market. So let's go ahead and get get started. The first thing to think about is how are you going to prepare to start the process of crafting a go-to-market strategy? And there's four things that I want you to be aware of in your business before you start preparing a go to market strategy. The number one thing is, do you have a product market fit? Oftentimes, entrepreneurs and I myself have been guilty of this. You get into what some call a sort of an entrepreneurial laboratory. And you start tinkering and tweaking and building and brainstorming about your business, your product, your service, the marketing you're going to do, the sales tactics you're going to employ without actually doing sound research, um, actually having conversations that will validate your product. And it's painful because really putting yourself out there and having those conversations and doing that market research sometimes will show you that maybe your idea doesn't have legs and that's okay we'd rather find that out fast before we put time money energy and effort into building a business that doesn't have a lot of chances to succeed once you've established product market fit and you've really had a good amount of customer uh you know market research and had those conversations with customers, what you're going to extract from that experience is a deep, nuanced understanding of your audience and your target client and who are going to be the buyers. There's a quote that I've been saying probably to almost everyone in the past couple of weeks that's really resonated with me, which is, and I can't remember who who said the quote, but it's something like, the the business, the company, the founder, the startup that knows their customer best will win. And in this world where it seems like every vertical is saturated. um, The ones that pull through and succeed are the are the companies that can craft their sales and marketing the ethos of their business, build their brand around their ideal customer, who their core client are, because the clients are the lifeblood of your business and without them, you wouldn't have a business. So we wanna really understand before developing this go-to-market strategy, who your audience is, who your target client is. The next thing we wanna look at is the competitive landscape. And what I like to do uh, with clients is is a, a competitive sort of matrix that you kind of set up a, uh, a sandbox of competitors to really dig into the marketing they're doing, the messaging they're doing, the pillars and values of their brand. You can spy on their, um, their digital advertising strategy. There's a lot of tools that can help you do that. Understand what keywords they're ranking for there's so many really great tools that are available um, that can help you understand your competitors and i and i say sandbox too because sometimes you know perhaps you don't have in your business direct competitors Um, maybe your product is really different or really unique Um, and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking at competitors so if you don't want to frame other companies that you have your eye on as direct competitors i would encourage you to create this sandbox of businesses that you want to be playing playing with essentially Um, but really looking into you know what businesses are out there that are going to be appealing to your target client really getting into that world of your your specific vertical and extracting as much information as you can is so helpful. And it's also as a sidebar, something that investors really like to see. Um, I've I've talked again in my network where at pitch meetings. An investor will be asking, you know, nuanced questions about the competitors and the founder can't um, reply intelligently. Uh, This signals to the investor that maybe they're not as connected to the marketplace as they should be. Um, So staying on trend and understanding what the competitors are doing are very important. The last piece of the puzzle before implementing and creating and implementing a go-to-market strategy is understanding your distribution, your supply chain, having all of that ironed out because getting your product to market component of that is actually physically getting them the product into the hands of your customers. And if you haven't completely figured out your distribution model yet, you probably aren't ready to start developing your go to market strategy. So those are the four things that you must have um, done and prepared for before starting your go to market strategy. And now I'm going to take you through the five steps creating a go-to-market strategy and this will be kind of a brief overview and i want to let you know that in following episodes of the marketing for startups podcast i'll be going through the different pieces of the go-to-market strategy section by section and we'll really be digging into the meat and potatoes of what makes up each part so if it feels like a little overwhelming and um and i'm going a little fast Please just bear with me because, again, you have that downloadable template, which is going to which has a lot of um, prompt questions and places for taking notes and all that good stuff. And that is, the link to that is in the show notes here. Um, but we're going to my intention is to give you a high level overview of the pieces of the puzzle to this go to market strategy, and then we can dig in piece by piece. So the first Um, the first step in crafting your go-to-market strategy is understanding what is your why and i'm going to frame this uh, in the context of creating your go-to-market strategy for investors in order to raise capital but again this applies regardless of what your situation is Um, because again every piece of this puzzle is just crafting a stronger business um, a stronger strategy for yourself that will help ensure the success of your operation. Um, But what is your why? You know, investors want to see a compelling reason for why your product or service exists and you should be able to defend your product or service in front of investors or in front of family members or in front of friends or coworkers or colleagues. You should be extremely confident and passionate about whatever it is that you're doing. And I've heard a lot of founders say this, give this advice, that if you are not wildly passionate about what you're doing, then you should just stop because the road is not easy. Um, and you're going to need that enthusiasm and passion to get you through the more difficult times. So there's a, there's a lot of ways to, to formulate your why um, and create some really nice missions and values around that which we'll dig into at another time. But what I just wanna briefly mention now, which is a really good tool for kind of crafting your why, is thinking in terms of you you being a a movie director or being um, an actor in a film. When someone starts watching a movie or even reading a good book, you want to quickly reel in the audience into the wor- into your world into your story and they and and understand where you're going what you're doing what is this story is going to be about what kind of story is this going to be what kind of book is this going to be and your story of your company and your why should be compelling it should be compelling it should get people interested it should get people excited And so some of the things you wanna be asking yourself is, you know, who has the problem that I'm solving? You know, why do they have that problem? Why is solving that problem urgent? And this is a really important one. Urgency is what's going to make buyers uh, complete a transaction with you, complete a purchase. And it's important to tap into that idea of urgency. So figuring out your why, this is step one, figuring out your why, but also being able to package that why up in an easy um, in an easy way to communicate to investors, to potential customers. Um, It's your elevator pitch. But behind that, you know, sales thing is a deep why and there's passion in that why so the why and of course simon Sinek is the king of why you could read start with why if you haven't that's a really great book if you're feeling stuck on how to get started on this piece but let's move on to number two so once you've figured out the why your company exists why the problem you're solving is important it's a really great jumping off point for crafting your marketing strategy and this I assure you is a whole episode in of itself, but crafting a market, a, a full long-term marketing strategy is the second component of building an effective go-to-market strategy. So when I'm talking about short-term marketing and long-term marketing, I want to you to understand that building your overall market strategy, it is a long process. And you're going to be defining more clearly and packaging, packaging up into an, an, a document that is a shareable document. It will be a document that you'll be probably using for training purposes for team members, um, really organizing all of the thoughts about your brand and how your brand is communicated. So I'm going to go through this list pretty quickly. Just keep in mind, there'll be plenty of resources. Um, in in upcoming episodes on how to execute an effective marketing strategy. But what we will be looking at is really honing in on the value proposition. So your unique selling points of your product, we're identifying them and writing them down. Understanding your buyer persona. Crafting, you know, this could be over a page or a couple pages, different elements of who your core client avatar is your, you know, there's a lot of different ways to, to say your buyer persona, your ideal client, whatever it is, but we need to create some, uh, put some thought behind and create a document that, it, that solidifies who that is. And as a reminder, we'd be crafting that based on those conversations and our market research, right? The next, uh, component of the marketing strategy here is positioning. So that's when the competitor analysis comes in handy because you want to see where do you fit in terms of the market that's out there. You want to have a, some thought behind the messaging. Um, and and this is a really useful thing to do is create a value matrix where you identify the core pain points of your buyer persona. And then you craft some preloaded messaging that will counteract that pain point or showcase why your product or service alleviates the pain for the client. And so important, not only for your marketing team, but also for your sales team to have this uh, messaging uh, value messaging uh, matrix complete also helps inform the content that you create. The next piece is creating a client value journey. And I have tons of resources available for you already, which I will link in the show notes on how to build a client value journey. But the client value journey is the six step process from getting a client to know your brand, um, from getting to know your brand to becoming a raving fan. So it's sort of this journey that the client goes on for you know, when they first know who you are and how you take them through Um, to actually buying your product or service and then helping to recruit, to spread the word, word of mouth, um, to help continue in that sales cycle. Very, very important process to to understand um, and to uh, implement in your business. Um, And the last part of the puzzle for your marketing strategy is the branding. And this is the piece that a lot of people think of when they think about marketing, right? What does your logo look like? What does your font look like? What colors? Um, It is a really important part and it it must be all tied together in a document that can easily be accessible to any designers that you have working, anyone in your marketing team, even your sales team, because you want your brand to feel tied together. You want there to be some symmetry between your website and your social media platforms and any PDFs or printed marketing material that you make. So your branding um, should you should have a brand guideline document that showcases, you know, those visual parameters around how to use your brand. But uh, the sorry, how to use your logo and the colors, the elements of your brand. but. The other part of the branding that I think is maybe even more important is to also set some parameters around the voice, the tone, um, a mood board for social media, for example, very useful to create mood boards for um, Instagram, for example, Um, examples of, of how to, you know, language to use and not to use. So, When we're creating a brand guidelines, we want to give some dimension to the brand and having these things all well thought out and written. All these things that I just went through is going to be a great way to um, cut down sort of the micromanagement, you know, as you start to build the team uh, and really, you know, help foster creativity because you won't be worried about wondering whether you're you know, basic elements of your brand are gonna get across um, as you want them to. So creating, <laughs> defining, creating your marketing strategy is the next step in the process of creating a go-to-market strategy. So we're only on number two, but number two had a lot of different components to it. But I promise that the next ones are gonna be a little bit simpler. The third piece of crafting your go-to-market strategy is having a think on your pricing strategy because setting your pricing is much more than just a financial decision. Obviously, you take into consideration your supply chain and you know the costs associated with operations next X, Y, and Z, but having a clear idea of what your pricing strategy is going to be in relation to the psychology of your consumer as well, because obviously, Things that are more expensive tend to have a higher perceived value. And, you know, there's a decision to be made on how you want to be perceived in the market. Um, If you want, if you have a value, if one of your values is, um, you know, being a less expensive option, that's just also just a strategy to confirm. And it's part of your go-to-market strategy. And what I would say is whatever you decide to do, and there's tons of really great um, books. I can't think of ones right now, but if I do, I'll put in the show notes. Uh, In relation to pricing psychology, there's books and papers and reports and studies that have been um, conducted around this topic. Not only what the actual price is, but how you communicate the price, um, how you structure promotions or how you structure um, you know, payment plans, all things like that. But it really deserves to have a think. But whatever you do decide, I would have you be prepared to be able to defend your decision. Um, to your stakeholders or potential investors, but even, you know, to your team, I think it's it's important to have an open um, dialogue and an understanding on, especially, you know, for sales and marketing, but you know, what and what, what do you want your customer to really be thinking and feeling when they make this uh, purchase decision, you know? Um, and of course there's different, different products have different sales cycle um, time, timelines, um, but it is just something to have a think about. So number three is your pricing strategy. Now, the fourth, and this is what everyone sort of thinks is the go to market strategy in and of itself is just just number four, which is to create a launch plan. And what is a launch plan? A launch plan is really just a campaign. It's like what is going to be your first big fireworks, you know, go it all the way campaign that you're going to do to get this product to market. But I stress that and step number 2, which is creating your marketing strategy, you need to have all of that thought and work done before you create this launch plan, before you create this campaign. So, again, this will be the subject of an entirely different uh, epi- a whole episode in and of itself because there's a lot of pieces to it, but when you're one piece of uh, one point that I want to bring up that I think is very useful is understanding that when you're launching your product or service and you're creating a big launch plan bear in mind that there are really only three ways to grow your business Um, because when you're doing this initial initial launch your your goal and your aim is for impact and you want to grow your audience you want to be growing the eyeballs and traffic to your website you want to be exponentially growing your email list Um, You want to be filling your uh, your business with prospects. And so the three ways to do that are you can just do traditional advertising. And as a caveat, I would say do not throw money behind traditional advertising until you have ironed out your client value journey that marketing and sales roadmap And again, I have a link to a lot of resources in the show notes for you. But if you attempt to throw a lot of money behind advertising before having that marketing process ironed out, you could potentially lose a lot of money. So just as a sidebar, Um, but how do we grow? We can grow through advertising. We can grow through SEO, which is a it is a longer process. It definitely is a much longer process. You have to have patience. You have to invest in the right experts to execute. But SEO is also an option. It will help your business product service get found online. Um, Your organic search on Google. This will all help sales and help grow your business. But it is a longer game. And the third way to grow is through partnerships. This is a very popular way to grow. And again, we'll have lots of ideas in upcoming episodes on how you can do that exactly. But when you're creating your launch plan, you want to basically pick one of those growth um, tactics and develop a full campaign around that tactic, you know, content for it and offers and sales funnels and the whole nine yards. So you have created the plan for your launch plan. The, um, created your, you know, that outline for your launch plan. And that's step number four. And the last and final step on creating your go-to-market strategy is deciding on what are your key success metrics going to be. You have to assign smart goals to your marketing plan, not only for potential investors, but also for yourself and in your business you need to understand if what you're doing the tactics that you chose are working or not working and this should be much more detailed than just a the end results of a certain revenue goal when we're building our go-to-market strategy our and or in our marketing plan that we just have for our business we need to decide the leading and lagging metrics that we will be tracking because a lagging metric is a metric that is not easily um, influenced so if we want a certain revenue goal to be hit at the end of that campaign our launch plan we could just be looking at okay the results of the campaign and did i hit my revenue goal or not that is a lagging metric a leading metric These are metrics that are actions or conversions or, you know, the small things that add up to that final goal metric that you have, that lagging metric. So if you want to reach a certain revenue goal, we have to think, what are the steps to a purchase for a client? What are the steps they have to take? And by understanding the micro conversions that happen at each step along the client value journey, again, a very useful tool to have and implement in your business. uh, You could look very easily at your client value journey and say, okay, here are all these leading metrics are these tiny conversions that get me to the end goal of someone making a purchase. Um, by looking at these micro conversions, you can understand, on the journey where you might need to put a little time, energy, effort or creativity. Um, A very simple example of this would be you want to do website sales. You're running some advertisements. You're getting traffic to the website and then you're seeing who buys. But if you break that down a little bit more, you can understand. Yes, I'm running advertisements to get traffic to the website. But what happens when people get onto the website? And then you could start looking at all juicy metrics. Do they click your pop-up and do they add their email, f- uh, their email for, to subscribe to your newsletter? What pages of the website are they lingering on the most? Are they taking the actions on the homepage that you want them to? Are they getting caught, uh, in a page that maybe is not really one that's going to help convert sales? Once you look at those little tiny micro conversions, you can see um, some actionable things you can, you can see some ways in which that the actions that you take, like, for example, spending some time meditating on the user experience of the website, there's a lot of fun testing and tweaking that you do to improve those conversion rates. So your smart uh, goals, your success metrics, are gonna be a really important um, factor in determining how much control you have over the success or failure of your business in general or in the launch of this new product or service. So that is the fifth and final step of how to craft a go-to-market strategy. So as I mentioned, I have a free template uh, template that you can download uh, on the website and all the information is is in the show notes i really hope that this has been helpful for you if you have more questions please stick around because in the the upcoming episode we're surely going to be talking more about each piece of the go-to-market strategy and really helping hold your hand in crafting each piece of this uh, of the puzzle here i want to be here as a resource and help again i have you know, 10 plus years as a sales and marketing director across many different verticals. And I'm just extremely, extremely passionate about helping founders get organized and get their strategy super strong where failure is just not an option. Because with marketing, it's, a, it's an art, but there's a heck of a lot of science to it. And if you understand the science to it, you begin to have more control over the outcome. So stick around with me. I can't wait to see you back next week. And I hope you go get that download and you find it helpful. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Hajar or at UglyVentures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.